Let's go. Welcome to Blockchain Bandwagon, <laughs> the podcast where we explore the depths of blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and the technology shaping our future. I'm your host, Chuck Shekuri, and today we are going to talk about decentralized autonomous organizations. We are going to get a better understanding of DAOs, hopefully by the end of this chat. I am the founder of T- Together MDM. Our solution is a blockchain-based identity database for providers. Uh, this is a secure immutable is a blockchain-based identity database for providers. Uh, this is a secure, immutable, and interoperable with existing systems, and we are very excited about it. I'm here with my co-host Brian. Brian and I like to research and study various aspects of blockchain technology, and we share that with our audience. Now, let me hand it over to my co-host Brian who will introduce himself and give us a sneak peek into today's exciting discussion. Hello, Brian. Thanks, Chuck. Hey there. Good to see you again. I, my name is Brian. I've been in the staffing business 25 plus years, putting IT people to work. And um, I just love uh, blockchain and crypto and this whole space. So uh, today, like Chuck said, we're talking about DAOs, relatively new in the uh a new uh, a new concept, you know, kind of similar to an, if you think LLC. So uh, we'll be talking about that today. Um, but hey, before we dive in, remember subscribe to our podcast here. Also, you can listen to uh, on Spotify, Google, Apple, anywhere that you get your podcasts. So you can check us out either here live every Tuesday at two p.m. Pacific or anytime on a replay. So uh, Chuck, take it away, and let's uh, let's get the party started. Yes, Brian, DAO has been like a fascinating, it's been mysterious for me. I haven't paid too much attention to this for a long time. Me neither. Uh, but I think, thanks for picking up this topic last week. It's an exciting topic. I learned a lot, I thought a lot, you know, and I think we're going to learn some more by the end of this call. So, I agree. So let's start about trying to understand what a DAO is, you know. Uh, That's a good basic concept, right? I'll let you take, say your take on it, and then I'll give my take, and then maybe we'll ask some of our audience. Yeah, cool. I mean, just to me, a DAO is, uh, right, it's a... It's a decentralized autonomous organization. That's what a DAO stands for. And it's, it's exactly like it sounds like. So instead of uh, one person or two people having a uh, full say, anybody that has a, a, a piece of the company, quote, token, has a token in there, has a vote. And they can say how the uh, companies run, which is great. That's it. That's it. See, I, I'm, I, I'm looking at DAO as a software. <laughs> Okay. Yes, it's an organization, but it's a software organization, right? The software is running the company, right? Obviously, with people making decisions, that's how I'm looking. Look, it's it's like managed by a set of rules. These rules are transparent. Anybody can see the code. It's publicly available, right? And then the software automatically enforces the rules, whatever the rules people agree on, right? And because their software is doing it and everybody can see it, there's no chance for fraud, right? Particularly- I can take away the other side as well. So we can talk about that later, but there is a, a, there's very many examples of fraud that goes on within a DAO. Because unless you have your security protocols up to, up to speed, right? You have to have very tight security protocols and you have to uh, keep a tight leash on it. People can steal from the treasury pretty easily. Okay, when I'm saying fraud, I'm not talking about hacking. 
right? If the software is- oh, that's from internal. That's internal. Internal people can take. So that's why I say security as well so as hacking as well as internal. Correct. So um, it, it just needs to be heavily secure, right? You have to have a heavily secured network. Yes, I, I see where you're going with this because when, we, when FTX fell, they had a backdoors where they were taking money that nobody could see, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, you're right. That is uh, uh, definitely a risk, right? But when I'm saying fraud, or when I, maybe fraud is not the right word, uh, there is definitely some transparency involved on the decisions being made, on the contracts being written. Right. That for sure. That's all transparent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So even if there is a backdoor, it gets caught. Right. Very easily. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, sooner or later, it will be found out. Uh, and then we did talk about this sometime back where when we have smart contracts out in the open, there is a new business that is doing audits of these programs. Sure. So that we, before we invest into a, a program or a software or a DAO, there is somebody, an independent audit of these programs is being done so that there are no such, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. Yes, that's a great point because that's, uh, again, like you said, kind of that's where uh, people could take advantage, right? Yeah, because I wouldn't invest in a DAO that hasn't been audited. All the code has been audited. It has been running for a while. Mm-hmm. It has had some reputation, right? So that is why I think it is, then another thing I like, and what you mentioned is, it's democratic. For sure. Right? Everybody get to vote on it. Right? And it's, I would say, less prone to manipulation, but not cheating. <laughs> right. Right. Right? I mean, five, six people can collude or, you know. Sure. And that's part of it. Yeah. It's, that everybody gets happen. a vote. Right. Right? So I think uh, that's what I th- I'm, I'm going to ask our audience, <laughs> see if... Uh, Shiva or anybody else has an opinion on, you know? I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, please jump in, guys. Anybody, uh, Shiva or uh, uh, Steve or SJ, uh, just click on the caller queue, add yourself, and uh, or write something in the chat, and we'd love to hear what you think of Adao, if you heard of it. While we wait for you, I think, Brian, what are the benefits? Let's talk about some benefits and uh, challenges of having a DAO. Sure. I think we talked about a couple of them right there, right? So it's, uh, you know, collectively come together um, as a group from basically anywhere in the world, right? So that's that's a great thing. Uh, more individuals have a voice for strategy and operations instead of, you know, like we mentioned, only one or two, um, you know, and, and since... You know, hey, voting is is publicly viewable on the blockchain. Um, everybody, all the token holders are incentivized to act more responsibly in the uh, name of the company. And uh, I don't know, it's a feeling of empowerment, right? And so you're really you're connected to the company, and you you have a say. So if everybody has a vote, right? Who decides? Like, isn't this more like who writes the proposal? Now. Is there somebody designated to write a proposal or somebody has to pick or even the proposal gets written by everybody? So it'd be like, uh, for instance, you, if we have an investment company, right? Instead of me making all the decisions, possibly like an LLC or a corporation, 
um, if we have 10 people, we all get to vote majority wins we, where the funds go, right? So I can say, hey, I think we should invest in ABC company. Here's the reasons. Here's another one we can invest in. Here's, you know, we could buy a bunch of NFTs possibly with this. Everybody votes. We put our money where it goes, right? So we can invest in certain projects, do certain things. Uh, maybe so changes to the network, changes to payouts, changes to, you know, basically everything, right? So you're, so that's a great thing. That's, I think that's awesome for the, on the pro side, but on the con side, on the, uh, on the Delta side, that is also, uh, it, it could take a lot longer to vote. <laughs> yeah. You know, people might want to understand, like, you know, I might have, if you're proposing something, I'm like, Chuck, I need that explained, break that down. I have no nothing. I have no nothing about that. Before I cast my vote, I need to know a lot about it. And you're like, come on, you got to know. You know, let's go. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just thinking while we're talking, I answer probably the answer to my question is if you and me wanted to start a company, right? And we have, we want to agree on an agreement. We hire a lawyer to write that agreement for us. Mm -hmm. right? right. Maybe the same we will do, right? If a, if a company wants to have a lot of agreements, they could hire somebody to write those agreements and then vote on them. Sure. I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah, that, no, I'm not, that's I'm probably not, what they would I'm do. I'm not an expert here, but I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> right. I mean, that's how you bring expertise into the company, right? If you, For sure. if, I, if I want to write a sales contract yep. with some sales and I don't know about anything, none of us know anything about sales, we would hire a, a sales guy to help us write that contract. Right. And then we vote on it and then we probably execute on that contract. Right, exactly. And then that would be hard coded into some software. I guess that's how we bring expertise into the DAO, right? When we hire it, and that expertise pretty much hard is coded into the smart contract, mm -hmm. right? Yep, exactly. So that's another benefit. What other benefits you see? Do you think uh, what can transparency bring in your mind? What can it bring? Yeah. What is the advantage of being transparent? I mean, it brings a lot of trust, right? I mean, it just goes, it brings trust to the, to the relationship across the board. But would it not take away my competitiveness? Say I have a DAO that is selling shoes. You have a DAO that is selling shoes. Now, would I, how would I get? You're not giving away, but you're not giving away your IP, right? You're, you're just giving away like, Hey, here's, everything is on your blockchain that you can see, right? But you see, you can see my suppliers. You can see how much I'm paying my suppliers. Uh, somebody else can see where I'm buying it, how much I'm buying it, right? Who is doing my brand? Once a DAO is there, there has to be some kind of a protection somewhere. So you know, Chuck, I, 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 I'm not sure. I'm sure there's something there. Um, and I'm sure there's something that I, I just don't know because I didn't, again, I'm not an expert on this. I didn't yeah, read yeah. this. not an area I researched. Sure you know. certain things, right? That may be a con, you know? We know transparency is good, but in general, right? A lot of shady things happen. They won't happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I really think uh, DAO can be a game changer for a lot of reasons, you know? Yeah. I, but I agree. What's uh, what do you think is like the biggest reason that it could be a game changer? I think I have a lot of problem with uh, 
the way current organizations are run, particularly how they profit, you know, where there is a employees can be fired, you know, managers can be paid bonuses when employees are fired. <laughs> right. Right. Those type of problems, I think DAO will fix it. Right. It will really revolutionize uh, more transparency, more e efficiency, all of those things that will bring. But what, before I go into more detail about, and I, I have a rant actually, I can rant about <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Nice. <laughs> but what are some of the challenges? Oh, I mean, you know, on just like we said on the on the plus side that people, you know, everybody gets to vote. Well, that could take a lot longer, right? That can definitely take a lot longer instead of, you know, hey, being able to move quickly, it may take a lot longer and you maybe miss an opportunity. Uh, maybe it goes a direction you don't, you know, that everybody doesn't want it to go. And there's, you know, several, several examples of Dow's closing because of that. Um, it's, you know, on the other side, right? It's uh, often a burden to educate everyone on, you know, hey, what's what's being voted on and and uh, the diversity of the group, although that's good, it can be a negative. Um, more time to cast the votes. Like I, I mentioned earlier, security uh, needs to be, you know, you got to have your security protocols up there. Uh, law compliance, right? DAOs aren't in, yeah. aren't allowed in <laughs> only but three states. Uh, yeah. Returning funds, that's problematic as well. So, you know, when people invest in it, either go sideways, doesn't work out. How is it paid back out? There's certain new things that are coming up, but right, there's fees involved in a lot of cases. And so, there's a there's a lot of there there are a lot of there are a lot of deltas involved in this. And the, the three states, like only Wyoming, Vermont, and Tennessee, right? These are the only three states where yeah. we can actually legally register a DAO today. Right? Correct. All we need exactly. is a smart contract. It's a recognized you know, Yeah, and then uh, and we, we just, in my research, we, I think we found out there are companies that can help you set up a DAO. Mm -hmm, for fast. sure. I mean, I was just looking up. There's so many companies that can, you can set up a DAO today. Exactly. You absolutely can. And yeah, it, I know they're complex to set up and manage, but a lot of that complexity is hidden away. It's kind of like, right, it's, it's, they're, they're the legal zoom right. of Web3, right? I mean, basically, so it's, uh, you can go to legal zoom and get everything yeah, done exactly. if you want to, or you can just get a little portion done if you know, right? And kind of get your ex experts, uh, experts help. Yeah. And these people pretty much set it up. So when you set up, Brian, this is something I'm not very familiar with. When I go create a DAO on one of these sites, am I creating a token? Are you creating a what? Am I creating a token with that company? Well, you eventually DAO? do, right? Because it's on, so a DAO is basically for the Web3 economy, right? We're not talking Web2 and Web1, right? That was Web1. We're talking Web3 economy. So the Web3 economy is all done through wallets. You have to have your Web3 wallet. Um, and so, yes, you'll eventually, so you'll need most of this. I think you're probably going to put it on the Ethereum network, most likely, right? And so uh, you'll need Ethereum mm -hmm. to be able to. So I can uh, use Ethereum as a part of my. Yeah, DAO. and then you need to create your own token. Yes, you'll eventually create your own token, so people can buy your token. That 
once they buy your token, they can start invest. That means they invest in your DAO, and that means they have a vote. So they would use Ethereum to buy my token. Yes, correct. I see. So Ethereum is the currency. Mm -hmm. My token is my security. Yep. Is, is yours. And, that is how they have it. and so it's just like any other entity. It's just like buying a, you know, a Chuck dollar, right? So you can call it, you know, your own country. It could be a Chuck dollar. And so you're, you're creating <laughs> that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trading a U.S. dollar for a Chuck dollar. And depending on how good you do as a country, your dollar goes up and down. Same thing with your token, just yeah, like but, anything else. Yes. But then you would put a, buy a Chuck dollar for a stake in my company, right? Yep. And then you get to vote in the, Mm -hmm. decisions of the DAO. Exactly. So it's not, yeah, exactly. It's more than just an investment. Yes. Right. And mm -hmm. then you would be a participant in the DAO. Correct. And you would be involved in making some of the decisions. Yep. Exactly. So, so that is why I would need a token to give you that voting right. Exactly. Right. And then that price of that token is paid in Ethereum. If I'm on an Ethereum network. If I'm on a yep. Bitcoin network, it's probably paid on Bitcoin. Shiva asked a question. You see that Shiva, was that right? Oh. How do uh, how does a DAO earn or make money? Ah, uh -huh, good question. You want to take that? Uh, sure. So there's there's right. That's just like a company, right? So you so you, whether it's investing in real, maybe it's a again, maybe it's Shiva, me, and Chuck decide we want to go in and buy real estate, right? And we invest in real estate or we create a company to buy and sell shoes or we create a company to um, invest in DeFi products or we we create a company. So uh, when our two things, so right, so when our token goes up or down, right, depending on market volatility and people that want to buy in or token, if a lot of people want to be involved, token goes up, create money, create investment. Uh, we can buy back tokens, create profits, and either distribute it that way or buy new products. We, we create it just like a, it's just like a company, it's just a new idea of doing business. Instead of dollars, we're creating, we have, it, it's the token economy. Yeah, I think that's a great answer, but I, I want to flip this answer, Brian. I think yeah. this is a very good question, actually. It, it's a great question. A great question. But think about it. I'm going to ask the same question with a slight change. How does an LLC make money? And Shiva knows the answer for that, <laughs> right? So DAO is like an LLC, right? LLC is a type of organization where you have bylaws, you have partners, they have to follow certain laws, they have to certain roles, and they can make money in any number of ways, like shelling shoes, like Brian said, or some product that they're making and selling, right? Or they're distributing. So a DAO is just an organization can do business of any kind. Make sense? Did that, is that a, make sense, Shiva? So, yeah. So the difference between the LLC and uh, DAO related uh, LLC. Yes. Means, I mean, DAO is a different type of organization, right? Where yeah. you have... In an LLC, you have bylaws that you have to register with the state. You have to say who the officers are. Uh, you have to say who the executive board, where you do business, what type of business you do, right? That all that you file with an LLC, when you file for an LLC. Mm -hmm. And you do the same when you file for a DAO. Okay. 
So the transaction will happen instead of dollar, it will be happen on the token. Uh, it could happen in dollar, but so in an LLC, what happens? You give somebody gives you a share, right? Yeah. If I open an LLC and I give you some shares and I give you uh, Brian some shares, and whenever decisions are made being LLC, you have a right to make a decision, right? You have a vote. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, all this LLC is managed on paper. Mm-hmm. But in DAO, it's managed by a software through smart okay. contracts. Okay. And to make sure you have a vote or even to buy a vote, you have to buy tokens. Tokens, yes. Brian, correct me if I'm saying anything. Yeah, go ahead. I will. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you basically take tokens to get the share. Basically, your token is your share. Yeah. And that share gives you a right to vote. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's say we want to sell shoes. Brian says, let's go buy it from this company in China. Mm-hmm. Usually we vote on it in paper or we have a meeting and it's not transparent. But if it's on blockchain, the voting happens in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? And everybody gets to vote based on the amount of tokens they invest. So it brings a certain level of transparency how the company is managed. Yeah. So like uh, like uh, do you, uh, do you, uh, this can like do a do a company can, can acquire the tokens and uh, and uh, based on the assets and there's some value also token value will increase. Yeah, if the company is making money, yeah, right. Somebody mm-hmm. else will accumulate and then they okay. will merge both tokens. It's like taking uh, Tesla stock and maybe GM stock and now they merge. Mm-hmm. You yeah, just have one stock. One time, got it. Yeah. Right. So th- that's tokens are kind of interesting. We talked about it a couple of times. That's where token and I think SEC is particularly arguing right now is a token a currency or a stock or a security? Mm-hmm. Ah, great question, right? So yeah. SEC says it's a security, so it has to be registered. Yeah. Um, so that's again another legal issue. There's a lot of legal things. No, no but only if it's publicly traded. Correct, but they're trying to say that everyone is. So it's there's a legal battle going on right now. Yes. So um, it's it's fascinating. This stuff is because this is so new. This is absolutely you know 2000, yes. really 2001. You know, is really when stuff started to explode. And so uh, yes, it, it's because really if it's a public, crazy. Now, if I have a private blockchain and I'm giving tokens, that is not even though it is a security, but it's not publicly traded. I don't have to register it. But if I'm trading it on a public blockchain like Ethereum or then I'm publicly trading it. Yes. Not in a regular stock exchange, but I'm publicly mm-hmm. trading it. Yep. Right. Then there are some rules and regulations around it. So DAO has to deal with those regulations. So even. Now, yeah. Right? So even though like a, a company called American Crypto Crypto Fed DAO they uh, they're kind of wanting to be a, a, a crypto fed to the you know the, the version of crypto fed to the version of uh, the our federal uh, reserve right so you can f- feel as transfers things of that sort well they started in Wyoming which 
is Dow Finley, but the SEC stepped in and said they're a security. Their their token is a security, and they're in a legal fight now. Uh, they're hoping that they rip all you know the XRP decision, which was favorable, um, helps yeah. them out uh, eventually, but it's still being fought. So it, this is going to be a legal battle for a little while. Yeah. And then uh, let's talk about some of the examples that we researched. Which is your favorite one? You already mentioned American Crypto Fed DAO. Right? Yeah, there's a lot. So it's a, uh, you know, after thinking, you know, I didn't know much. You know, I knew it, I knew what it meant and I knew what it stood for, but I didn't know much about it, honestly. And and uh, just diving in, I, I did see this in the news a little while ago when uh, it's called uh, the Constitution DAO. You remember that? Did you ever hear that in the news? I remember that. No. So a rare version of uh, of the Constitution, an original copy of the Constitution came up to auction. So they started people that, uh, there was a bunch of people that started a fund, right, a DAO, that was trying to buy the Constitution. Oh, I see. And so they raised like $47 million, I think it was, to try uh-huh. to buy the Constitution. They, they, they got outbid. But uh, right. it just shows that, hey, people that are interested, it's easy to fund this. This was funded very, very quickly. Um, and then once the DAO, they, the funds got redistributed and, and the DAO went away. But that's a, a prime example of how this can, how this can, is quick to raise money um, and then redistribute funds if, if it's not, uh, if it doesn't work out. Hmm. Uh, there's a, there's one called <laughs> Fry's DAO, the Fry's DAO. They, uh, Fry's DAO? yeah, they are trying to, um, buy up franchises, so burger franchises, and uh, operate off uh, smart contracts, everything off of smart contracts, operate like these franchises. You know, you can buy into a franchise for whatever you want, and you have a vote and a say how it, how it works and who you buy next and, and things of that sort. And, uh, yeah, so it's pretty interesting, right? So I, when I read up, there are a lot of funds, right, even BitDAO. Mm-hmm. Funding is kind of interesting, right? If if you have a bunch of people coming together, pulling their money together and giving it to somebody to get a profit, right? Mm-hmm. Or to hold some interest in some external entity. And Fry's DAO seems very similar, like BitDAO or a lot of those funds, mm-hmm. right? I, they, I, I did read somewhere that funds are a big use cases for DAOs. Right, funds, charities, right? Uh, yes. And then, uh, you know, these are all like Swamp Fund is another one that I found that was also invests in blockchain type of projects. Yep. Right. So funds are one uh, prominent that I saw, but I still want. Let me to- ask this. Let, let me ask this. I know. I, I think I know where you're going, but. Let me ask this, is there, do you know of, I, I just popped in my mind. So okay. do you know of any DAO that's actually sells product? So like your, your shoes, for instance, you want to sell shoes or manufacture and sell shoes. Is there any DAO that's set up? I, like I haven't found those yet. So that just popped in my mind, you know, you're, your example, I'm like, shoes, shoes. And we're going through these examples of, okay, hey, this fund, and this is a fund, and this is an investment vehicle, yeah. and this is that. And that seems to be the case across the board. There's yeah. no true, uh, like, I'm not creating anything. Yeah. You're not creating. So 
right now, because the only thing that is most reliable is currency, it can be stored on the blockchain, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if I have a product, maybe products will be there, Brian, because we we have we came, discussed so many projects where physical products are being tracked on blockchain, right? All the supply mm-hmm. chain, the companies that are shipping sure, of course. So the physical products have a presence on the blockchain, right? A one-to-one correspondence, right? The FTs. Now, most of the projects we have seen, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a decentralized exchange is a DAO. Yeah, so, right, I mean, so Uniswap, right? There you go. Uniswap is the biggest DAO there is. Yeah, yeah, Uniswap is a DAO. Right, it's the biggest one there is. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. And that's that's great and all, but they don't create anything, right? So they're not creating a product. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not a fund by themselves. But you can you can potentially... So the closest thing that I've seen, right? physical things on there, right? Um, no, you're not. It's all, a, it's a crypto exchange. Why, why can't they create exchange. NFTs on there? It's a crypto exchange. No, I can create NFTs, right? Yeah, but that's not physical product. No, but NFTs can be tied to a physical product. But they're not physical products. NFTs aren't physical products. No, let's say when we talked about this, when we were, there's a company called DBS, right? They're tracking diamonds yeah. coming from South Africa yep. and going all over the world, right? All mm-hmm. that on the blockchain, right? So with every physical product, the ownership of that physical product is stored on the blockchain. Right, but that doesn't mean right. it's an NFT. Right. That owner- Just because it's stored there as an NFT. But it is a token. I mean, it it's is just there. That it's just, thing it just shows on that is representing that unique. It just shows providence. Huh? That, hey, this is, the, this is the real diamond. Here it is. Right? Yes. No, no. The ownership certificate of that diamond, what do you call it? On the blockchain. Certificate. Unless they created yeah, their own, unless they created their own NFT, which I don't know about. I did. I, I don't know about. So when when you say, okay, the ownership record, right? That is mm-hmm. unique for that particular product, yeah. right? Now that certificate is stored on the blockchain, right? And that certificate gets transferred from you to me when I, when I buy the diamond from you. Okay. Right. I'm not. Yeah, I agree. Right. Now, if I can track products, movement of products, right. On the blockchain, I can sell those products on blockchain. Right. Let's say I am buying from somebody who creates this certificate from some miner in, you know, then I send that to somebody else who actually polishes it. And then I send it to somebody else. And then I finally sell it to you. I can do all this in a blockchain. Yes. I, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. So that technology is already there, right? People are using it for the last four or five years. Now, did they are they using it as a DAO? No. These are physical LLC or corporations that are using blockchain to move this move this product. Right, it's there to show that that is the diamond, right? 
and they're yep. showing that it's Providence where it comes from, yep. that it's not a blood diamond or whatnot. They, it comes from the mine where they say it comes from. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. So the whole lineage, so that they can actually track a real product on the blockchain. For sure. Yeah. Right. It's, so now my point is that, hey, right now that company that is doing it is a regular corporation. Right. It is not a DAO. Correct. Because it's owned by one group of people. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, if 10 of us come up and say, let's say we want to get into the diamond moving business or a diamond selling business, we could create a DAO and be operational on the blockchain. So we can be diamond sellers. I like it. We can be diamond sellers by on a DAO. <laughs> I like it. Right? We don't need to create it. So I know those companies are not there on DAO today. But I, I see that happening pretty soon. I like That's it. My point. I like it. No, it makes sense. Like that makes sense. I, I just don't know of any like real world examples that I can say. No, I, I haven't found any. Yeah, which is a great, it's a challenge. Now I'm challenged. Now I'm going to go find one. I know there's got to be something out there. <laughs> so uh, yes. you know, over the next week, I'm finding one. <laughs> or we're going to start one. Yep. So that, 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 there are a lot of things. And you're right. There are no product companies yet. Yeah, I'm looking through, so, like, you know, I'm looking through some ones, you know, oh, this is a cool company, cool company, cool. And that was like, you know, yeah, they're all funds. You know, maybe the closest one I see is like, uh, it's called uh, Decentraland. So Decentraland, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a virtual world. Um, if you buy their native token mana, uh, you have a say in kind of what they add and expansion and things of that sort. Um, and, and partners include Coke and Morgan Stanley and Adidas. And you can buy products in the, you know, buy their nfts and buy products within that space um when you're in their virtual world and um uh that's as close as i see nothing's again no physical stuff but that's as close as i see like as in so it's some kind of a digital like that. products that they're selling in a virtual world yeah so different uh, again coke will drop nfts and and adidas drop special sneak one one of one sneakers or one of 50 sneakers within this and you can buy them within that within that world and they're yours. Thing. So that's a, the great thing about that, right? The great thing about an NFT or things within a world is they are yours. You can sell them at any time. If you get tired of the world, you don't lose it. You don't lose the money. You can sell it, right? That's the great thing. Is this some kind of a loyalty program? Let's say if I have 1,000 Coke tokens in this decentralized land, do I get a discount on Coke or something? I, I don't think any real world example, no. So it's all within the world, right? So this is a world. Is a virtual world that you go into. I see. That's. I still have to get my head around that. So it's like a meta, right? So it's just part of another metaverse, right? So it's another world that you go into, right? All craziness, just a different. All like you know, like we talked a lot. Kind of everything that we've talked about the last few weeks has kind of kind of goes together in one way or another. Um, it's just as a. It's a completely different way of thinking, like of, and that's why I think it's going to take a while for people to. Because this is coming, whether any whether us old fogies want to like it or not, um, it, this stuff is coming. Because this is the new generation is all online all the time. I I think I really when I was doing this research, Brian, I was so excited. Not more so because I I'm still I understand the complexity, I understand the challenges. I don't know how long it'll take, but if we ever 
organize ourselves like a, like an economic entity right mm-hmm. as a dao rather than the traditional non dao right because we have been organizing ourselves to build products sell products build huge companies right, right. which are really making us all wealthy in some way fa- some fashion right mm-hmm. but the existing organizations what my biggest pet peeve with them is they are not necessarily fair in a sense that the rich become the richer the poor become poorer right people are still struggling they're not really addressing the problems and we can only address problems when we generate wealth right right and if we don't generate wealth we won't address the problem but then the way we are generating wealth is not equitable right? yeah i mean that's a whole i mean that's a a of a lot of thoughts around that but that's just a whole another discussion in itself yes no, but i have like been thinking about that a lot i like this particular topic right i like it so what i want to what i was thinking is basically the dows if they are the way to, i think they are the way to go it may some mm-hmm. time but i think they will make the world a better place for sure right and why why will they make a better place because you really have to go back a uh, long back and say hey we have to really look at economic theory not just how we are organized and if you look back in time and current uh, economic thinking is all starts with rent theory right i don't know if many people heard about it rent theory is basically came the time when uh, a landlord has the land and some worker works on it how should the money be distributed between them mm-hmm. right that was a tough problem back then right right and so a lot of thinkers and a lot of economic theorists like adam smith and uh david ricardo these people spent a lot of time and explain but to summarize it that rent theory is used in explaining distribution of income growth of economy even government policies mm-hmm. it's so pervasive right and to simplify it basically adam smith and those guys they describe income in three different categories rent wages mm-hmm. and profit so an organization basically has to pay rent for the money or the you know right. place it's using right and it has to give wages mm-hmm. for the people working at it mm-hmm. and it has to make a profit right now the current non dows right they make all of this by 